Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Again, this is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, to share some insights with you. We uh, talked a little bit about Mother's Day, and now we're talking about the seasons of fathering. Uh, this, this particular uh, session will be on the, uh, the coach season of fathering, the ages of 10 to 20. And uh, as always, we want to direct you to our website, uh, faithfulfathering.org. There you can find on the four dads buttons uh, resources that always complement these podcasts. But uh, feel free to uh, check that out as well. But here in studio with us today is uh, still uh, Mr. John Cantu. John is the uh, pastor of Numa Church and uh, has quite a journey. Tell us a little bit more about your education, if you will, and, and uh, how uh, when the Lord kind of got a hold of you and said, yes, you are going to to be preaching. Sure, sure. So um, I've always been, um, I've always been kind of a, you know, business-minded, uh, entrepreneurial uh, mindset. I, I have a business uh, degree, a bachelor's in business. Uh, I, I've have a few businesses um, that I, that I run. Um, I'm in real estate. We do a lot of real estate stuff. Um, and so that's what I thought I was always going to be doing, like just, just business stuff, you know, whatever that looked like, uh, you know, own a company and um, and you know, ministry was always in my heart. I've, I've, I've been a worship leader. I was a worship leader for, for many, many years. Mm -hmm. uh, music ministry was kind of my first love in ministry. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, well, if I, if I ever do anything that's in ministry, that that's probably what it'll be. Um, and then I don't know, out of nowhere, I mean, I, I started to really, uh, just really love the word and really wanted to study it a lot more and teach it and preach. And so I started to preach a little bit more. Um, still not wanting to anything to do with being a pastor and never wanted to be a pastor. Um, my wife never wanted to be a pastor's wife, right? You know, we, we kind of even made like a, like a pact, like, okay, uh, before we get married, you're not going to be a pastor, right? I'm like, yeah, of course not. Um, and uh, so I, I remember, I mean, God's calling really came in, in kind of the form of a, of a burden. God just began to burden my heart uh, for people and for, for my church. And so I still remember the day where I, I kind of broke the news to my wife. Um, she was in, in our bedroom. She was getting ready. This was before we had kids. And I just, I just told her, I said, babe, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. Um, and this has already, you know, this has kind of been in my heart for, for a while. I've been praying about it, kind of battling with it, kind of going back and forth with God. And uh, I tell her, I, I think God is calling me to pastor. And uh, her words exactly were, are you kidding me? Right? She kind of looked me dead in the face. <laughs> are you kidding me? And it, was, it kind of went like that for a while. And, you know, I started to, I became an associate pastor before the lead pastor. Um, and, you know, all during that time, you know, my wife was, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't in it yet. She wasn't 100% in it, you know, because, you know, it's not what we kind of signed up for. Um, and uh, I remember one day just telling God, Lord, um, I, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do this, you know, without, you know, my wife, you know, being on board because, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want the ministry to affect my family. You know, my, mm -hmm. my family's sure, very important. Sure. Um, and so I, I said, God, you know, I've, I've got, a, I've got a year before my dad retires and makes me the, the lead pastor, the church makes me the lead pastor. Um, you, you've got to do something, you know, ch change, the, change my wife's heart or, or, you know, I, find somebody else. And during that year's time, there was a really big transition, you know, in, in the heart of my wife for the mm -hmm. church. And, you know, not, not to say that my wife never loved the church or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's just pastoral ministry is a very, very, um, it's, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. um, but the Lord changed, um, both of our, both of our hearts more and more. Um, he, he changed mine first, I would say, and, and hers a little bit later, but both of us kind of are on the same page. And, 
And uh, so that's that's the way that it happened. That's the whole that the, the pastoral that's calling happened. The yeah. whole truth, nothing but the truth. That's, yeah, uh, that's it. And that's always, you know, when we tell God what we're going to do, uh, exactly. it's always a pretty good, uh, which <laughs> which leads us well into this series because at coach season, these teenage kids, a lot of times they have all the answers oh, yeah. to the one or two questions they know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you remember some time with your dad? Uh, obviously, your dad's a pastor as well. But uh, when, when you kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, going through this, this, these, uh, these uh, t- ages ten to twenty, uh, all of a sudden uh, you, your dad realized that you weren't going to respond to the short answer. That now he's mm-hmm. got to explain things to you, or maybe uh, oh, you'll yeah. have a discussion with you. Yeah, Is so there, you remember that transition when you, you had that man-to-man talk with your dad? Um, I, I remember moments of of asking my dad, like, why, why is it a no? You know, like, why are you saying no to this? Um, there was one, one, one season in, in particular. I was a, uh, I was uh, I was in a band, and um, we I, I can't remember how old I was. I was maybe 13, 14 years old, and so I, I was in a band, and you know, I was probably the youngest member of the band. I was I was a keyboardist and lead vocals, um, and uh, one of the members of the band, you know, he he wanted to kind of formalize everything and. And so he makes this contract, right? This contract, and he's like, "Okay, let's 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 get together, and this is going to be the stipulations of the contract and all that stuff." So it was a very formal agreement about forming this band, and I was excited, of course. You know, I was like, "Okay, we're gonna this is going to be legit." You know, we're gonna we're gonna be traveling, and we're gonna be you know selling records, whatever. Um, and then I get home and I show it to my dad because I need my dad to sign it, obviously. And he's like, I- "I'm not I'm not going to sign this," you know. And I'm like, "Why? Why are you <laughs> why are you stripping my dreams?" You know, it's basically that was that was. That's how I took it. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no reason for you not to sign this other than you just don't want me to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, that was kind of one of our first conversations where I, I don't I won't say that I, I left feeling good about it. I, I left thinking, you know, my dad doesn't want me to, you know, be a successful, you know, musician or whatever. That that wasn't the case, obviously. Um his, you know, his thing was like, you're, you know, you're, you're too young. You don't, you don't need to be bound to a contract. You know, you, you still have life. You still got other opportunities that can come your way. You don't want to, I didn't see it like that. I just, I just was like, you're just stripping my dreams away. So that was kind of one of the, that was one of those moments mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it wasn't just, you know, before it would have been dad, can I do this? No. Okay. Maybe I'll throw a, maybe I'll throw a tantrum and, and that'll be it. Yeah. But this was something a little bit deeper, you know, and, and so he had to explain it to me. Yeah. Um, and eventually I, I came to understand what he was, sure. you know, his reasoning. Yeah, and you're going to run into that when your girls start to cross that threshold into uh, those oh, years. That, you know, your short answers aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. And uh, the key then is to be engaged in your, you know, to understand what your child's going through. So your dad was engaged and knew that this probably wasn't the right time for mm-hmm. you to be mm-hmm. with the older group in a band. And uh, your dad's insight is to be honored, which yeah. obviously you did, however tough that might have been at that sure. point in time. But uh, uh, any, any thought, any other, uh, you know, when you anticipate that with your girls, uh, how, how do you uh, uh, anticipate uh, uh, handling that when, when all of a sudden your short answers aren't going to work? You, it sounds like you're already there a little bit because girls are a little bit quicker than boys anyway. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. a lot smarter than we are. Yeah. But uh, she's probably into that now where you're, you're, uh, you've got to sit down and discuss with her a little yes. bit. Yeah? Yes. Layla's definitely already, already there on a lot of things. Um, she's still young enough to where, you know, we can say, because I said so, and, and she'll kind of respect that. Um, 
but there's there's some other things where, like you said earlier, she does kind of push the envelope because she really wants to know. Um, and so, you know, I I, um, I probably sound naive saying this because I'm not there yet, but I've I've been trying to get ahead of that. You know, I've been trying to kind of kind of like we we spoke previously on the on on the teacher aspect. I'm trying to teach her bigger kind of principles so that she would learn the principles and then later we can apply it to the you know specific situations i don't know if that's going to work or not you know um but that's kind of what i'm i'm doing to try to try to prepare for that like i can go back and say hey remember when we had to talk about you know this Mm -hmm. um this is how it applies to this situation yeah yeah um so Again, I don't know that'll if that'll work, but that's that's kind of what. Well, I'm, that's the sign of a good coach. You know, the coach teaches the skills, and then mm-hmm. you let them play the game, and you say, "Well, this is why we worked on this skill because yeah. that's you didn't execute that skill properly, right?" Yeah. And so, you know, when we uh, looked at uh, that that in the teacher season, you're looking at uh, grounding your kids in the faith and the values you want to instill and prepare them for outside influences. In this coach season, we're now empowering them to own their faith. Mm-hmm so that they can make good choices amid these conflicting yes. influences, right? Yes. So you're absolutely on target there. What you're trying to do is stay yeah, ahead all of right, it. All right, all right. And uh, so I, I applaud that. Now, the, uh, the, the marriage relationship is also under a new level of scrutiny. You know, their older eyes really paying attention and oh, watching yes. what's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, do you recall uh, the interaction between your mom and dad and some things that just really resonated that, that man, that's the kind of marriage I want to have, or maybe, maybe it's not? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always one story that I, that I tell um, on kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, this was when we were living in Colorado. And again, kind of far from, from far from the Lord. My parents weren't in ministry, um, and uh, you know, my, my dad one one evening he was he was out late. You know, he was out with with some some friends, and uh, my mom was up till you know late, just kind of worried about him. We lived in the mountains, so we didn't have the the best you know reception up there. So she would call his cell, and, and he wouldn't answer. And so she's obviously you know a, a worried wife, mm-hmm. and. Um, seeing her worry obviously i'm i'm worrying and so she thinks i'm asleep in the, in the room but i'm i'm listening to her you know kind of worried and, and calling my dad not picking up the phone um and finally he comes home and i i hear their i hear their little exchange and it's it's not it's not pretty and it's probably the very first time that i hear my parents actually fight like mm-hmm. that um out loud um and um i don't know maybe they did it because they thought we were asleep my sisters were asleep i wasn't um, and I, I remember my mom, you know, saying, uh, saying a word to my dad that, that, um, I won't repeat. It wasn't like a terrible word, but it was, it was something that I'll, I'll say she, she said the D word. She said mm-hmm. the D word to my dad, she said, uh, dang you, you know? And, um, for me, I was like, that, that's so unlike them. Like that's, mm-hmm. this, this is not my parents. They don't, my mom doesn't say the, the D word, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's walking out the door. Um, I don't know where she's going, but I, I remember I, I chased her down. Um, and uh, I remember asking her, like, you would think any kid would say, are, are you leaving us? Are you mm-hmm. leaving dad? What, where are you going? The question I asked her was, are you still saved? Like, do you still, do you still love Jesus, <laughs> right? Because that, hearing that type of language come out of her mouth, it wasn't, it wasn't normal for me. Um, and so I, I say that that's probably the, the worst experience that I that I have of my parents kind of fighting, but it's only because 
it was so not them. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every, every other memory I have of them, it was them loving each other, honoring each other, loving the Lord. Um, and so that one moment really stood out to me just because it was so different. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think, I, I don't know that they love it when I tell that story, but I, I tell it pretty often at, at our church. But I think it's a, I think it's more of a testament of, of their godly character mm -hmm. because it was so out of place that it made me ask them the question, not are you leaving, but do you still love Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you know, they, they, they do, and mm -hmm. they've, they've given their lives to, to Jesus and many years of, of their their lives to, to serving. But um, yeah, that, that and was then one. then you got to witness them work through a little bit of a valley in, yeah. uh, in their communication, and then, uh, then this whole chapter of life, I mm -hmm. guess, you know, yes. in, uh, in the mountains. Yes. But uh, well, that's, that's fascinating, because our children kind of say this, the opposite. They, they never did see us argue. And okay. now they're both married. And they said, we don't know how to argue. <laughs> you know, so we're kind of messed up here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my story is always that I grew up in a violent alcoholic home. So the loudest and the cursest always won the argument. Mm. And my bride grew up in a very conservative home. And if voices got raised, the issue was tabled until everybody settled down. Okay. So for us, that communication gap was a huge issue mm -hmm. early in our marriage. Yeah. Because I wanted to argue. And. She wouldn't argue, yeah. and, and uh, I thought, well, you know, how are we ever going to navigate through this? So, yeah. you know, uh, eventually we got through there, and uh, and we we uh, just have always handled those challenges in a in a more civil manner mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than uh, than we we than the home I grew up in for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think, but that's that's one of the challenges we have is uh, that we're we're we have to be real. You know, when the when the kids are in this coaching seat and they're in the middle 10 years 10 to 20 if you will they really have a new level of scrutiny on that marriage relationship mm -hmm. they're watching you with uh, more mature eyes yes and uh, just trying to see what you're really made of yeah so uh as you as you uh, prepare for that you know those are good lessons to yeah. take away that you grew up with yeah too. well can i ask you a question sure um is it just because you know i'm not quite here yet in the coach season um you know, when, when there is an argument between husband and wife, you know, cause right, right now, you know, whenever my, my wife and I want to hash it out, we kind of send the kids to the, mm -hmm. to the other room, mm -hmm. um, so that they don't see it. Is there ever a point where in your opinion, you think you should see this? I, if it's, if it's not to do with discipline of the children, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you, you don't ever want them to see disunity. Yes. Right? Absolutely. You know, if, you're, if there's a discipline issue, you, you take care of the discipline. If there's a difference in that, then you talk about that behind closed mm -hmm. doors. Yes. Uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with a, uh, you know, conflict in uh, finances mm -hmm. or, uh, or a, a decision to be made. Mm -hmm. uh, those are things I think kids can see and yeah. should see yeah. uh, to a large extent. And uh, of course, again, uh, I think that everything should be kept civil. Period, whether yeah, it's behind closed doors or in front of the church. Sure. Yes. But I do think it's important for the kids to see that conflict is real. Conflict yeah. is life. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think uh, that uh, you know, in a bigger picture, I think that's one of the challenges we face. You know, in general, whether it be in the church or in society, mm -hmm. is that we don't argue well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's what I, I've always respected. Uh, the, the the legal profession because when when you do debates in mm -hmm. high school and in college and, and when you're on that law the, the legal uh, degree track law degree tra track uh, they'll debate an issue and then they have to flip sides mm -hmm. and debate the opposite side yeah and so that teaches you to be right. uh, sensitive to the other sure, side sure. and and argue well yes whether you agree or disagree so 
uh, unfortunately, there's just, you know, uh, what happens a lot of times, you just go to name calling and uh, the argument is never even addressed. Mm -hmm. You just go off on a yeah, tangent. Right. So, uh, but I, I think that is uh, healthy to a large degree. Yes. And, and again, there's, there's always times, uh, I think, uh, dad always has a gut feel, mom does too, that if it's getting a little bit heated, then let's shut it down for now. We'll talk later. Mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. Thing. Okay. That awesome. Just, uh, uh, now that when it, in this season, there are a lot of outside influences that start to come in. I, uh, you talk about your bands, uh, your exposure to band mm -hmm. and what have you. Uh, did you, do you remember, uh, some uh, specific instances where, uh, maybe an outside influence, maybe you saw, had a friend that uh, his, his parents were divorced or you had a friend uh, into, into drugs or something like that, that were, there's an outside influence that you knew would not uh, complement what you, what you were standing for in your home. Yeah. I mean, as you know, as a, as a young boy in, in school, I mean, you get, you get a lot of exposure to, um, you know, things of, you know, sec, you know, sexual things, mm -hmm. um, whether it be uh, a, a pornographic image, and I, I remember, you know, being in in the in the boys' locker rooms and them passing around this, you know, this, you know, a, a photo of a, of, a, of of naked women, and and that was that was like the first time, you know, really being exposed to to anything like that in, in a in a in a in a room where people were kind of like praising it, you know. Yeah, I go to church. It's like, hey, this this stuff is you, you want to keep your eyes from it, right? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Um, and then you know, going to school, it's completely different. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, my, my dad did have some some conversations with me about about you know these these things that I was starting to be exposed to, mm -hmm. um, and just you know, I, I think I, I've taken a lot of that as well um, in teaching teaching my my older girl. Like these are things that you're going to be exposed to, but this is what Scripture says. This is right. what this is. This is the way that we deal with this. This is the way that you know God wants us to to handle these things, and, and that's the way that my dad, you know, yeah. uh, handled it with me. And those are the things. Unfortunately, your dad was a good coach because you know it's it's not a matter that you know it. it you, you, it's natural for a boy to be attracted to that. You know, that's what I think. That's really what Adam was saying: bone to my bone, flesh to my flesh. You did a good job here, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, women are beautiful. Right. But then you start to look at these photos and the images and the pornography and what have you. Well, it's it's all fantasy world. It's not a real relationship. Right. So the, to coach a, a young man through that to understand that this is not a, a, a way to go. You want to stay very mm -hmm. real, so you stay away from that stuff. There's a great, uh, you know. For younger kids, uh, there's a great book out there called "Good Pictures, Bad Pictures" by I think it's Jensen. As uh, I forgot, I can't remember the author, but you can look that up. But it, from a very young age, it helps a child understand that you know this this is not a good picture to be looking at, okay. and so they know real quick what to, what to avoid. Nice. But that's those are there's so many firsts in this uh, coach season of fathering that uh, you you your kids are going to have their first friend turn against them. They're going to have their first love, their first heartbreak, their first pornographic image. Mm -hmm. And uh, to really be uh, geared up as a dad to be ready to uh, face that head on, mm -hmm. then uh, I think the, 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 the real key is for children to always know that the home is a safe place to come ask any questions. Yes. You know, they yes. want to know that dad is not going to come down on them. He's not right. going to, you know, we're going to talk this through and see uh, see what we can do oh, yeah. to uh, navigate through this right. time together because uh, they've you know as you've done well in the teacher season they know that the home is a place to come with questions mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's what we're about so uh, the the challenge of course are all the appropriate boundaries 
and the things we set up through this season and uh, and allowing them to have some input on those boundaries as well mm -hmm. uh, you know to I don't know, do, you, do you guys have a, uh, a, a, a set of rules uh, and then the consequences when those rules aren't being broke are going to be broken do you have those kind of things set up yet with the girls oh yeah I mean <clears throat> regarding you know regarding TV you know the shows that they watch and and, and I mean obviously <laughs> these days you you can't be too careful with the the stuff that's on TV, mm -hmm. um, even if it's being marketed to kids, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's still some stuff that you don't you don't want sure. them seeing. And so, Good. unfortunately, you you have to kind of sit down and watch it with them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's one of our rules. Like, hey, if we haven't seen this movie, if we haven't seen this show, I don't I don't care if it's being marketed to you. We're gonna watch it together. Good. Right? Good. So that's that's something that we're pretty we're pretty stringent on. Um, and um, if if my girls, I mean, so far so good. They're they're pretty they're they're pretty uh. They, they listen well um, but if if they break the rule then then there are consequences you know hey no no TV, you can't watch TV for you know a week or whatever it is or we're gonna take away something you know some toy or whatever it is um, there's always there's always a there is always yeah. a cons mm -hmm. consequence yeah good well and as you go into the coach season those need to be even more clear yeah and and uh, have good input from the uh, from the child themselves as they get in their teens hey you know what what should the consequence be that yeah. doesn't mean you have to go with that but at least there's some dialogue right. and you can uh, draw the lines as you need to so right. uh, uh, final question uh, did you uh, did you receive a blessing from your father did your father bless you um, when we got married no well either married or, or any time during your life um, <clears throat> I, I've always felt like I've had my dad's um, blessing okay, in, in okay. many, many things, okay. um, many things that I've wanted to do. You know, a long time I wanted to pursue music. Mm -hmm. um, he was all on board. You know, he mm -hmm. was he was my biggest between he and my mom. He was my biggest supporter. You know, um, his thing is obviously always, always honor God with mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I always had his blessing. I'm trying to think of a time where I didn't. Um, and the thing about me is I think my dad really raised me well, um, to, to the point where I never wanted to disappoint him. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to make him proud. I still want to make him proud, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, having that really kind of helped. Um, and so anything that I want to do, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing it with the way that he, he raised me. And so he's going to. He's, he's going to bless me. Yeah. Did he? You mentioned your wedding. Was there a formal blessing over your wedding? Um, I mean, I, I did ask. I did talk to them about it. I went to my mom first, you know, and told her my plan, um, and then I and then I told my dad. And yes, they were they, they blessed it. My dad married us. He gave the ceremony, um, and uh, so very cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, I always had that. Good, good. Well, uh, there, there's uh, you know there's some folks that uh, believe in a little bit more formal blessing, and uh, in the book there's some tips for that. You know, when uh, when the kids get of certain age, certain junctures, whether it's when they accept Christ and uh, or when they're going into high school, or maybe when they're graduating high school, going off to college, mm -hmm. just separate, uh, just a formal. Uh, hands-on blessing letting them know that uh, uh, you know dad is always there with them yeah. as, as you knew your dad yeah. was but uh, that's that's something that uh, uh, has always been a part of uh, in in the book raising a modern day night Robert Lewis lays that out very he talks about blessing over his sons okay. where he actually knights them into manhood because there's a you know it's not a 
it's not that now you're a man, it's just a marker on the journey at, toward manhood yeah. that, that he lays out very well. So that's something I always recommend to, to dads with sons is raising a modern day night. And it's also good for dads with daughters because they can start to see, you know, what a, what a ceremony looks like. And mm-hmm. I always say that, you know, where, where young men always want to know that their dad loves them and, and uh, believes in them. They know where they came from. They know mm-hmm. who they are. Uh, but they also want to know they have what it takes to be a man. Yeah. And they need to hear that from their yeah, dad. Right? right. Well, young ladies need to know that they're they're loved and they're cared for, right. but they also need to know that they're worth fighting for. Yeah. And so they want to know that. So these are the things we can share with uh, uh, kids, particularly in this juncture, to really empower them because, you know, kids that are indeed uh, receive that blessing tend to be just more confident and uh, more comfortable in their own mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. And it's a neat way to, to see uh, uh, the retreats and things we've run with fathers and daughters and fathers and sons. We yeah. try to wrap up the retreat uh, all that time. So uh, any further thoughts or encouragement for uh, uh, for lessons you learned as a, as a teenage uh, son and or as uh, you go into the coach season? Um, I, would, I would say, I mean, just speaking from experience, um, you know, it's never it's never fun receiving the lessons. You know, it's never fun receiving the the correction and in the discipline. Um, and so, I think I always think of that 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 saying. You know, this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think that's just in, in regards to you know uh, spanking your kids. I think it's it's disciplining your kids. Uh, and you know, it, it it hurts. It does hurt me even when I'm disciplining my kids. Uh, and, and they're, you know, they're, they're crying and all this stuff. And they're, they're like, I'm the worst human being in the world, but it, it, it hurts me sometimes to, to discipline. And, and we're talking about, you know, baby stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine when, when I get, when I get some teenagers on my hands, you know, the, the discipline is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more serious. Um, but you know, just from experience, whenever my dad disciplined me, coached me, I, I didn't like it in the moment. Um, but it really molded me into to a man that, you know, I, I can say that I'm I'm proud of who I am, mm-hmm. and not because of anything that has to do with me, but because of you know the way that I was molded as a as a and kid. And when a 13 year old Lila comes and wants to be a keyboardist and a lead vocalist for a, a bunch of 16 year olds <laughs> in a band, you got her answered. Don't yes, you? I do. Yeah, I'll say talk to Grandpa. <laughs> Well, dads, there you have it. Some good tips from John and uh, the reminders that uh, during this coach season, it's not always easy, but we're, our job is to, and as, as we've done the teacher season well, to uh, ground our kids in, the, in our faith and the values we want to instill and prepare them for outside influences. And this season, we're empowering them to own their faith so that they can make those good choices amid those conflicting influences. So be there, be, on t- be engaged in your child's life and uh, be on top of those situations. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless. Thank you, John. Appreciate God bless you. Thank you.